You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. So, I had to go to the theater and watch this movie twice. I had to see it twice. The reason being is because I went in excited, fanboy, knowing I'm going to get something. I walked out of the theater saying, this is the greatest film for 2022 Movie Guys Awards next year. Like, this is amazing. But I have to see it again because I went in with fan eyes. And I came out again, and we'll decide at the end of the show here, we'll see if I still feel that way when I walked out. We're talking about Ghostbusters. After like, Eric, how the hell are you doing? Let me ask, how was your attitude going into this movie, having already seen the Paul Feig version uh, uh, with with Kristen, you know, the, 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 the lady version of the Ghostbusters movie? Excited as fuck. I'm... Excited were you, as were you, did you have expectations for it? I know that mm-hmm. uh, that movie obviously was very mixed. There were people who liked it a lot, and there were people who absolutely hated it. I think we we heard a lot more people who absolutely uh, hated it. Right. I, well, it's I, just I, I get title. it. Well, no, I'm just it's a, like, but I, I feel like with that movie, it was a standalone. It was kind of on its own. It was a a branch of the world, but it was not a true sequel. This feels true. Yeah, this feels like Ghostbusters 3. Yes, this feels it feels like they did it right as well, too. So this feels like it it stands with the trilogy, whereas that was just a playful little one off. And that's what it should have been. People were were crapping all over that movie. And it's just like I I get it. Like they're they're robbing something. But these people wanted this movie and they got got the movie. Yeah. So so everyone's right with the world. Then hope hope. Everyone's, you know, Gozer's back in the trap. I want to at least say my piece on this very quick. This, the Ghostbuster all-female cast movie should have been called what it was originally set out to be called. They changed it in production. It was supposed to be called Ghostbusters, Inc., which is based off the Ghostbuster Inc. comic books, where the Ghostbusters go to major cities and open up a new Ghostbuster franchise. Oh, yeah. Like, that would have been... That's what it was when they produced... I mean, like, there was even images on Google or wherever... When they're like making behind the scenes with the clapboard, it says Ghostbusters Inc. It was supposed to be that, but for some reason they changed it, and because of that, it became this huge ordeal. So that's my piece. I still like that movie. I think that movie's fun because all you got to do is pretend to put three little letters at the end of it, Inc., and you're having a good time. Um, <laughs> so no, that's it, my it, piece. it makes a big deal because putting numbers after a movie means you're you're putting them in an order to watch. You're you're mm-hmm. you're making a chronological timeline where the characters are progressing, but having the, the sequels with like the subtitles afterlife mm-hmm. or Ghostbusters Inc. Or, you know, the, the branch offs, mm-hmm. you're just expanding the world rather than bringing right. it. And that's really what I think we're, again, since the Marvel verse is coming out, it it's, we're seeing that happening a lot more to movies where they're, they're going back to these these worlds, these IPs, and they're able to add more to it. Star Wars, obviously, with a Mandalorian or Boba Fett coming out later this year too. Right. So yeah, um, yes, Eric. My expectations were through the roof. Uh, I was excited because all the all the pieces were in place. We knew that Jason Rittman, right? Rittman, Rightman, Rightman, Jason Reitman was directing. 
we knew uh, that Harold Ramis passed away a few years prior, so we knew that they really were going to cradle this and make this really good. Paul Rudd, you can't do anything wrong with Paul Rudd, and he makes sense as a Ghostbuster. I don't know what it was at the time. I was like, oh, Paul Rudd, Ghostbuster. Um, I like the long-haired kid that's in Stranger Things is in this movie. We'll talk about my feelings about him later. And we knew. We knew that Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, and – oh, I can never get the other guy's name. Ernie Hudson. Uh, Ernie Hudson. Thank you. I know it's Hudson. Um they were going to come back eventually, right? So I went in this uh, really expecting greatness. And as, like I said in the beginning of the show here, when I walked out of the theater, I was I was jumping for joy. I felt like I was 12 years old. Yeah, you, you know, you that's probably the best way to put it. I, I agree with you 100%. As I'm watching this movie, there's like a halfway point where I'm just like, oh my God, like, I'm getting, like, they're doing this really well. Like, the nostalgia of not just the Ghostbusters, but like that kid adventure movie is starting to really hit. You know what I mean? All those adventures movies that, like, you kind of watch as a kid, uh, you know, Goonies, well, geez, even Ghostbusters, you know, where they further the plot along where the kids, you know, oh, should we go here? They get themselves into trouble. They're always within arm's length of the adults, you know, who are, like, the, the control of the movie to kind of keep this uh, a family feature. You know what I mean? So they're never really completely in a, a horrible element of danger. Um, I guess even though one of the kids turns into one of the dogs here. But, you know, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it played it safe in that it didn't go to the, the, the element of, like, scary, spooky danger in a family movie. It kept right. it playful. Yeah. It, it kept everything, but, like, dark enough to where it wasn't completely G or even PG, you know? Like, it was it was the tween. It was, like, that young adult age. It, it, did, it, it hit really well. I was, I was very impressed how they did this sequel. I actually would say that, and this may be a little weird, but if the first movie, uh, 1984, and uh, Ghostbusters, the all-female cast, got together and had a baby, this is what it would be. Meaning oh, yeah. what everything you just said. Because I like to, because I went back and watched the original Ghostbusters uh, like a week before watching this. There were some elements that were a little creepy, especially when the dogs chase Rick Moranis and stuff. Like some of it's a little creepy, you know, oh, yeah. even. Even uh, even the floating librarian, but in, in the beginning. So, but then that all female cast was lighthearted and fun and goofy. So, yeah. But let's get into this because I don't want to make this long. I'm sure the fans are excited to hear what we feel about it. Uh, not necessarily go scene by scene like we do sometimes, but just go with it. First of all, what made me really giddy was I loved this opening. This opening was nothing but a callback. Uh, we get this 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 coal well, mine or just a regular mine, right? Well, before you go into it, give me a quick summary of uh, uh, the movie. Give me a quick one paragraph, oh, okay. two paragraph synopsis of of the movie, just uh, to remind everybody a recap, as it were. Well, I'm not prepared, but go with me here, everybody. Uh, this movie takes place uh, modern time, if you will. Um, Egon discovers while he's in New York uh, that there is still a Gozer. Um, follower, if you will, in the small mining town of Oklahoma. Nobody believes him. The Ghostbusters don't believe him. Uh, he ends up stealing Echo One, the car, all the gear. He moves to a small farm and to try to stop the rise again of Gozer. But in the meantime, and when he develops these big traps to get rid of Gozer, he in fact is killed. People say it's a heart attack, but he's killed by Gozer. And now his daughter who has two teenagers of her own, a boy and a girl, who live in New York, who are out down and out on themselves, who was getting evicted because uh, Egon is dead. 
they have inherited the house in Oklahoma. They go to Oklahoma, they realize the house is dilapidated. Of course, the dweeb uh, 14-year-old girl who I just absolutely love, don't know her name, um, was absolutely fun. Uh, she was the 14-year-old version of Egon, right? Uh, Phoebe is the character's name. Phoebe. Uh, McKenna Grace is, is the actress's name. Phoebe. She's in The Handmaid's uh, Tale, I, Tanya. Oh, she was in Handmaid's Tale. Um, I'm I hope I'm doing good right now because I don't usually do these. No, no, you um, keep, keep going. You're, you're doing great. Okay. All right. So anyway, so these two kids discover that, oh, my God, we've heard grumblings of Ghostbusters in the 80s in New York. And, oh, my God, our grandfather's a Ghostbuster. And then all of a sudden, Paul Rudd is a, is a substitute teacher for the summer who teaches the kid. He falls in love with the kid's moms. And then all heck breaks loose. We get Gozer's dogs coming out. We get... Muncher, which I believe is the new version of Slimer. Muncher's a blue ghost when yeah. uh, when Phoebe, yeah, all that fun stuff. We get some great new features with the Echo One car, and then everything comes down in a big show battle at the end where it's the new Ghostbusters, all the kids in their gear fighting Gozer and the dogs. And then, of course, we get the wonderful, wonderful scene of Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and the other guy. Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson. Uh, come into play, and my favorite thing of the whole movie is when Gozer says, are you a god? And Bill Murray and Ernie Hudson has to look at Dan Aykroyd and say, well. Yeah. <laughs> um, they did so, a lot yeah. of good fan service in this movie, especially with one of the last shots being, a, you know, sad enough to say um, the shot that we will never officially get where it's all four of them standing. You know, it, it, that, was an, that was an awesome shot. There was... A, it was a poster, you know what I mean? Like just having right. those four, kind of, you know, uh, like even like before, and you know how it's how it's going, you know, versus how it's where how it started versus how it's going, kind of thing. To see right. all of them just kind of lined up like that, I think was great. Hard not to get emotional during that scene, by uh, by the way. As oh well, yeah, too. very hard. Very silly, hard. Silly as it, as it is to say, but it's you know it's a legacy. You're you're watching. This thing, you know, this this thing that was created thirty something years. You're, you know, you're watching this movie grow up, and it's it's just kind of you watch it with pride, and it was right. it was a, a good moment for the, for that to happen. But uh, yeah, all those elements in those in that part of the movie really made it so that it would draw like the younger crowd in. You know, what's better than okay, we're in New York, a, a, a family that's struggling. Oh, we inherited a, a house. It's a creepy house with a bunch of different secrets. We're the outcasts, and this is how it starts, you know? We moved into that, that house on the hill that everyone says, don't go in there. And sure enough, you find the, the trap doors and the secret basements and everything else, and it's fun. That's the adventure movie. That's, that's that, that, that curiosity, you know, that a, a kid has of wonderment. Go in there, discover, explore, and you're right. The, the one thing, uh, actually, there's many things. The casting was great. I, I agree with you that um, the girl who played Phoebe... Knocked it out of the park. I I was sold on her completely. I really liked how uh, Finn Wolfhard, the, her older brother, was not center stage. He was yes. A, he was secondary character. He was in the background, and he was there just to move plot. I actually didn't like him in this movie. That's my really one of my many or few compl- one of my small few complaints, Eric. Not to cut you off. I didn't like Finn in this movie. I didn't think he added anything. He didn't really do anything. Well, as I said, I I don't think he added so much to really just uh, individually, he was just there to kind of help move plot. You know, he was there because they needed someone to drive. And then it's someone yeah. who, who wasn't the adult, but wasn't a kid. You know? Okay. Uh, kind Fair of enough. the Stranger Things element where they had, uh, what's his name? Steve, right? 
you mm-hmm. you have that 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 middle age person because again it captures a little bit more of the age group you know they're kind of responsible but they're also kind of off the hook because of they're a kid you know it it's that it's that fine dance that really makes it work for this age group for this pg-13 kind of kind of crowd but yeah i i agree with you completely his character didn't really have anything else other than to maybe uh you know discover a ghost in the mind but you could have done that many different ways uh, right but no he was he was there to put a name and a face to sell tickets right which is fine yeah which is fine um the the very very opening i just wanted to give uh, some love to uh where we get a car chase it's 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 egon we don't know what's egon right off the bat because we don't see anything but we see that he's being chased by something we can't see it and eventually his car flips and he goes into his house and he sits in the chair because he had a ghost trap laid out a big ghost trap clearly but the ghost trap failed and he sits in his chair with that with that with that ghost meter thing raises up and like oh that brings back memories What's and that, then spectrometer right and he and he and he sits in the chair and then as soon as the smoke rose in like the fog I looked at my wife in the theater and I said, oh my God, we're going to get the arms in the chairs. And she goes, what? And then boom, arms in the chairs. Like what happened to Sigourney Weaver? I was like, oh, that's awesome. Did he, did, did he shoot himself? Did he, uh, was there a gun? I, I don't think so. Well, well, hold on. Hear me out. This is why I'm asking. Cause he sits in the chair, the arms come out and grab him, Just like in Sigourney, just like Sigourney Weaver's. Right. Right. And as soon as the arms grab him, the camera goes outside the house and then a, a ghost spirit flies away. It goes into the mountain. Yeah. So they said he died of a heart attack, but I'm, I'm wondering, was this a suicide mission? Uh, where's the gun? You, do you see why I feel that way? Because, 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 uh, the dogs would have possessed him oh. if he didn't kill himself. I, you know, there's another, I, I get you. I get what you're trying to say there. And maybe that's a funner detail that they struggled with. Like, should we put this in the movie? Shouldn't we put this in the movie? And uh, yeah, I guess I agree with that. But maybe it's just one of those where, yeah, I'm trying to find an excuse for him, where they were just like, oh, well, it, we just need to, to have him do some sort of non-suicidal death so that his spirit can come back untouched or I, I you know, I don't even know. I, I don't even know either. I, I'm, I'm been trying to find an excuse and, and they're not even trying to find, but like there's other examples in that movie where they kind of overlook things. Oh, here's a, a good one that I, I read online is that they had mentioned earlier on that the whole mining town, they mentioned a, a name, right? Like, Oh, have you heard of uh, uh, so-and-so and um, the, the daughter, uh, the, the one girl, the, the sheriff's daughter or whatever, um, Finn Wolf's hard, love interest she's like right. oh yeah oh lucky is her name yeah she goes oh yeah he his name is like everywhere all over the town he built up this town it's all mining town i wanted to, there to be like oh so there should be like some sort of um like a like a death cult like a like a gozer like a death cult then because or something like that right there's artifacts all right. over the town right next right. to the mountain like that would have been pretty cool especially if you know like it, it seems like a secret if the town like knew about gozer and maybe was trying to keep it under wraps or like they built them, you know, and some sort of influence rather than it just being like, oh, yeah, there was a mining town there. And we went digging in the mines in the mountain one time. And then we stopped. Oh, by the way, there's a whole, you know, someone bought it and was just doing stuff down there. And we just left it be. 
You know, no, wait a minute. Well, wait a minute. No, hold on now, because I hold on. That's a, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you, and I feel like I'm being well, a they, jerk. But they hold wrapped on. It up. They did. They did sentence wrap ups. You know, they, with a lot of these things too, especially with um, when Egon left, and they had said, you know, like, oh well, didn't you? Why didn't you tell us about our grandfather being a Ghostbuster? And the mom says, like, oh, because to everyone else he was a Ghostbuster. To me, he was an absent father. And say, like, okay, I, I get that you wrap that up, it, you know, but it happened a few other times in this movie, too, where you just say, you just put a few words of dialogue, and mm-hmm. that's your explanation to move it across. Go ahead. Well, okay, so with that, because that's, that's two parts right there that I have some issues with. So number one, I, I feel that this, that this mining town, the guy who owned the company, who they find in the box towards the middle of the movie – that was the original owner of the mining town. I think he was a Gozer. What do they call him? Gozer, uh, uh, whatever. Follower of Gozer, right? Yeah, yeah. S- right? He built everything in the town, and then even Lucky even told Finn Wolfhard, she was like, yeah, or maybe it was Paul Rudd. Somebody's told somebody, yeah, they kind of shut down the mine when workers would stop working and dive headfirst into the mine for human sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So I think there was a cult going on in that town um and then also one of the my 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 second gripe with this movie is the timeline because the first ghostbusters movie let's do some math here folks the first ghostbuster movie happens in 1984 right and they do not disregard the sequel which was what 89 90 uh yeah okay for, for vigo 89 right vigo okay so he Egon did not have a daughter at all in that movie. And they are not saying that number two didn't happen. So here I am nitpicking. So let's say that the uh, that Egon met a woman and um birthed her and she's now what, thirty-one? Sure. Does she pass off as a thirty-one? So that means at her age now no, she would have that's good. She would have um, a seventeen Finn Wolfhard, and she would have a fourteen-year-old Phoebe. Yes. Well, he's fifteen. He's fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. So, I, I guess that means that she had him pretty young. But yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at. Is that is that that's that's one of my gripes. Is we never seen Egon be sexual, meaning have uh, eyes for another woman, really. But Re- then maybe. Uh, wait a minute. I never uh, seen him do that. There's uh, um, the secretary. Uh, yeah, the secretary. She's the beginning of this one. Yeah, she makes a cameo in the beginning of uh, of this one. Oh, jeez, why can't I think of her name? I'm gonna. Is she a mistress or is she the actual mom to the daughter too? We we, I mean, obviously they're not gonna say like what what she is other than just the secretary, right? But I always thought that. There was the will they won't they the for, the forbidden love okay. between the two uh, 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 Janine right Janine yes yeah played by uh, Annie Potts here sorry uh, yeah for her coming in here and kind of of course it's never speculated I I would have thought that there would have been some sort of history there or but that would have been weird for her to just come in and be like oh hey oh, it's hey. me your mother. You know, I, I used to work for Egon, you know, or whatever she used to. That's my Janine impression. I'm working on my impressions lately. So, okay. But, like, that 
that would have thrown the movie into a weird, you know, we, we don't need to have that. So to keep this this kind of pansexual uh, character, Egon, the way, you know, like that, to just not really sexualize him at all is a good thing. It's science first. Yeah. I get that. So we don't have to ask about like where the father is of the kids or where Egon's uh, partner is. You know, we it's all left for whatever you want to think of because it's not really important, I guess, right? You know what, Eric? You're right. You're right. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I was just diving into it more because, like I said, the first time I saw this, I mean, greatest movie of the year for our next awards. But then I had to see it again through movie guys glasses, right? And I'm just like, okay, wait a minute. And since I since I did that last and I saw it recently, <laughs> it was just fresh in my mind of wait a minute, okay, this doesn't make sense, this doesn't make sense. But you're right, for this movie, this movie, all it's doing, what I feel, is saying, Hey, we're sorry for the last Ghostbusters. We're gonna do things right, we're gonna make you happy, Goonie style, like freaking make you feel like you're 12. I feel this movie was made for our age group. I feel like it was made for like the like the the tween, you know, but that it was made by people like us in in mind of that. You know, like this was a great passing of the torch type of thing. This is what movies like need to get back into to doing. It, it, they're so focused now on a franchise. And albeit this is a, a franchise, but on this this movie felt like it could, it, like on a standalone, it was good. Like on its own, for a kid who's never seen Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters like one and two, or the adult who's never seen Ghostbusters one and two, this movie I feel can stand up on its own. You're gonna miss I agree a, you. a lot of the flavor, a lot of the fan fiction, or I'm not a fan fiction, a lot of the uh, the fan service from this movie, but on its own, I think it was great. And the runtime was there; it was under two hours, which is I. I said lately, it's like that's it's kind of like that that threshold line. It told the story, it ended the story, it it got what it needed uh, to to do done, and right. it was just enjoyable. I absolutely agree with you. Yes, I was getting a little too deep into my theories, but yes, I hundred percent agree. With no, you. no, I um, think I think you uh, and this is for everybody as well too. Just so you know. Uh, Jordan has been having an Egon Spendler uh, fantasy for years, 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 years. I'm on his house. He has wallpaper, Egon everywhere. Binders. I don't know why binders. Maybe it's something that just carried into, but Egon with wearing nothing but the backpack. It's it's a thing. And that's why we have been doing Ghostbusters um, reviews. So, um. That's not true, but however, since you put it out into the ether, I'm assuming every single movie guy's podcast fan is going to believe that anyway. So we're just, just going to roll with that. It's at, it's <laughs> in the world and now, and uh, there's yeah. no proof that says that it's not true. <laughs> My God. Just like there's no proof that says that there is. All right. Well, let I want to talk about I want to talk about Phoebe for a second because I absolutely praised her. I loved her, so I loved her look. I thought she was a great actress. Um, I loved how she was. Just, just so smart. Like, like I loved how she didn't freak out. You know what I mean? Like, I would be freaking out. Like, if I uh, go to bed and I set up chess pieces and I wake up and chess pieces have moved, I'd be like, what the fuck? You know, like, she was just like, oh, move. You know, like, loved that. Yeah. Um, the Her following the lights, the breadcrumbs, if you will, to the basement, little cheesy, but that's okay. That's fine. 
and she automatically gets to work on the proton packs and ready to go. She has her psychic friend podcast, kind of funny. We needed that character uh, for her. For the movie's sake, I don't think we need podcasts. I think podcasts could have been written out, uh, but we needed we needed a guide in the town. We needed we needed a, somebody her age that would tell backstory. You know what I mean? Contrast, like they they worked really well because she was you know what i mean like yeah like as witty as their banter was she didn't have that social connection like he did he was the extrovert she was the introvert and so that's how it worked but their personality types are very much the same right yeah yeah they're they're pretty much the same like i know i just kind of contradicted myself in a way saying that they don't need it but really they don't need him no no it's nice that he's there his character was there to help her yeah he was there to help her, and then boom, we're gonna get our proton packs. We have, we have ghost traps. We're ready to go, and we're gonna get into our first big ghost, Muncher, a blue Slimer, essentially. I don't know why they didn't put Slimer in this movie. You would think that they would do Slimer, but maybe Slimer's just a New York hotel ghost, I, I guess. Well, you know, um, hold on, I actually brought this up. Hold on. I think because they, that they wanted to introduce more ghosts in uh, in the likeness, but not the exact. That, they're okay. trying to make it on their own, but they, you know, they want to make it so that some ghosts are similar. So, like the zombie ghosts, like in the in the diner, or or this floating fat blob, right? Like they, right. they want to kind of make more of the same to, to show you that it's not like a, a you know a completely just random thing for for spooks inspectors. It's you know, okay, there, you're there right. are types. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I actually, after, see, that's what's fun about reviewing these with, with you is that not only can we educate ourselves, but we can probably change our opinions because that's one of the gripes I had too was like, you know, where's Slimer at, bud? But then it's like, okay, like what you just said makes sense, Eric. Like, okay, so we're going to do our own thing, but we're still going to honor the past. Like, totally get that. So uh, when I walked out of the theater the second time, I was kind of like, Muncher, okay, cute, funny, fat, whatever, but. Where's my Slimer? But it makes sense what you're saying. Um, I like the fact, too, how they do something subtle with the Echo one that they didn't do in the other movies. And what I really dug was, A, you had the remote control uh, Hot Wheels um, the trap. Uh, ghost trap. The yeah. trap. And I also love how they have a side gunner uh, thing for the car. Beautiful. I, I, I really liked uh, Phoebe riding on that side gunner thing, trying to get Muncher shooting throughout the whole town. Just absolutely loved it. Don't worry. Don't care about people um, seeing it. Ghost doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Because there hasn't been a ghost sighting. They, I, I think there's a drop line that they said there hasn't been a ghost sighting since New York. Yeah, they said that it, it fell off. Business got that was uh, the Dan Aykroyd cleanup lines at the end where okay they they had said like oh well what happened and he's just like oh well we thought the job was done basically because less ghosts started to show up and then after a while we just had to kind of split what do you say that uh uh peter went off to become uh continue in uh academia right yeah he went to stay off a teacher doing like uh pr and marketing um what's it uh ernie hudson uh winston did finance and, and made it big there and then uh ray ran an occult store now i'm 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 gonna jump the gun for one second my fourth gripe. I'm going to jump the gun. I can go totally to the end because we have a lot more to cover. But something I, I got to get off my chest right off the bat. They did not discredit 
what happened in number two at all, right? Correct. Um, we're missing the kid, right? We're missing the little kid. Shouldn't he be in this? That's now Oscar. Oscar? I mean, they're not saying the number two didn't happen, right? So, like, and the whole second movie was about Oscar. You would think that, you know, yeah. what happens at the end, we will get Oscar. Or I, is that I, just something we're not going to care about? This movie doesn't need that. Maybe we'll, we'll save it for the, for the next one because this movie was about Gozer and Oscar was with Vigo. Like, Vigo wanted to get Oscar. And so that's okay. when Vigo, right, in, he possessed uh, Janos to try to get Oscar for the, you know, okay. for the baby. Um, but I, I think the other part of it is that we didn't really get Sigourney Weaver in this movie. <laughs> well, hold, yep. yes, we did. Did we? We did. Please tell us where we got Sigourney Weaver. Oh my God. You didn't movie. stay for after the credits. Uh, no. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. She's literally at the end of the movie. Um, they drive echo one back to New York. Uh, they go back into the uh, firehouse and then after that, uh, we get our credits. And at the end of the credits, uh, Bill Murray is hooked up to that electrical device that he hooked that college kid up to in the first movie. Yeah. And Sergoni Weaver's on the other side with the uh, with the psych cards. Nice. And then Bill Murray's like a triangle, and it is a triangle, but she still shocks him. Oh. Okay. And they have and they have their little banter back and forth. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. Damn it. Everything has to have a end credit scene now. I gotta stay for every movie, man. Those yeah. poor employee, uh, movie employee workers, man. They're just trying to clean up the popcorn and the mess. By the way, everyone, when you go to the theater, clean up, man. Why are you leaving the popcorn and the pop in? in the, come on, p pick yeah. up after yourself. You, when you walk out, you walk past the trash can. De just come on, man. Uh, okay, so my fifth gripe, because I I feel all my little gripes are kind of pushing us forward. My uh, my fifth little grape, and maybe I'm going to answer my own question. Do we have to have Gozer again? I thought they defeated Gozer. And also with that, is this mountain like the original like Gozer place? Because it looks like it's a temple, right? Um, yeah, it, it why, like a temple. Why do we have Gozer? Was Gozer actually a real being, like a real human being before uh, that was – like Gozer, they said Gozer neither is male or female. Gozer kind of gives me like this Egyptian vibe in a way, you know? So like it was Gozer like this failed Egyptian in Oklahoma? I don't know what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm saying? Like is this is this some crazy person and then got into the dark arts? We don't know. I thought they defeated Gozer. But so my big thing with that is do they bring Gozer back to make us happy? Or do they bring Gozer back because they don't know – if they could have another big bad, like they don't want to do what the female Ghostbusters did with a crap villain. <laughs> yeah, I think they wanted it to have a big bad, but they wanted that big bad to be like there needed to be a level to compare it to, you know. So to bring in a new character, it, you know, as the newbie watching a continuing series you're watching this new thing and you're like okay well i have two other baddies to compare it to was he better or worse than those other two was was this baddie uh, a bigger vigo or you know a smaller you know or, or with the gozer as well too i think it was it was a, probably a safe choice to pick gozer yeah you, you know it just, was safe. 
just so you know what you're dealing with. Like, you know what the threat is, and going into it, I guess you have hindsight, because we watched the first movie, and so you know, like, okay, yeah, uh, we get it. Keymaster, Gatekeeper, they got to hook up, obviously, they got to do that to get to the zoo, you know, and so you, you know what's going on. I think some parts were unnecessary, um, like the Stay Puft Marshmallow minis, yeah, yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, there was a part where Paul Rudd went to his character went to Walmart, which was kind of unbelievable. That one, it's empty, and that two, that that it's it's like there's nobody there, or at least there was at one point. Um, but then they had like a very unnecessary minute, two minute sequence of just this, the marshmallow people like just doing antics in the Walmart. It kind of reminded me of Gremlins. Yeah, it really was just kind of like that playful movie of them just being, um, I don't know, playfully uh, anarchists, you know, just just uh, going out and destroying everything. The other part of it, too, is like there's a lot of them. How many marshmallows are in a Walmart? Uh, I guess enough to take over a town. Right. Actually, you know what? I actually don't hate the fact um, that, the, that the Gozer dog uh, chases Paul Rudd. And, and attacks him at uh, at Walmart because that's exactly what happened in New York in the first movie. I mean, here is poor Rick Moranis in an apartment having a party. The dog attacks, right? Who brought the dog? He's being chased by this big werewolf beast in the middle of Manhattan. Nobody's batting an eye. And then the joke, too, is that he goes to this all-class fancy restaurant, banging on the windows, screaming for help, and nobody helps him. And then he turns around and gets possessed. That's kind of the same thing that happened with Paul Rudd, right? That's the same thing. He's at Walmart. Nobody's paying attention. He's being attacked by marshmallows. The one thing that's different in this era than in 84 is there has to be security cameras of Walmart everywhere, but nobody's caring. Nobody's paying attention. I love that little thing. Question. My question from also in 1984's movie, when this dog chases you, scary. That dog still scares me. That dog scared me when I was a kid. It's still, it's still a, it seems like it's shivered down my spine, just the way it looks, right? There was a good um, jump, by the way, when when they possessed the mom, too. I mean, that, yes. that little jump. Yes. They did a good job, yeah. How does the dog possess? What does that mean? Does the dog eat you alive? I think we kind of saw it with Lucky, right? Because... I I would think you would think that it's like a, a an eating thing, but it might be some sort of like ethereal kind of possession where maybe they're just like you know leaping into you because they do jump at you, right? Like yeah. that's we clearly see that. So maybe they pounce on you and then they do some sort of like like you know, a soul sucking kind yeah, of yeah, like a mouth to mouth, you know? Okay, because um, that's terrifying. Yeah, we never actually see it, and especially because the people that they possess. Uh, seem to have, and this is the weird part, ripped clothing, but no blood. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm asking. Like, I mean, did, because, first of all, what a violent way to go, being chased by this ugly dog werewolf beast and then being ate alive and then, boom, possessed. But the mom also gets possessed, too. I love the callback that she does as Sigourney Weaver as well, uh, where she's sitting in the chair, heavy breathing, you know, all all that stuff. Really love that. Mom jumps out the window. Kids are like, bud. We got to go to town. When they go down to the mine, though, they also see the dude since I think they said it was the 70s when they shut it down or something. But the dude who is like the Gozer follower has preserved himself somehow. 
in this glass casket. And uh, uh, Shander, right? Uh, Shander. Shander. Yes, that's correct. Shander. So then a cool little thing that I really liked, a little detail that I liked, was is that there's like this volcano-ish kind of lava fire going on underneath, right? And it keeps on trying to escape. Gozer's trying to keep on escaping. But when it gets to a certain level, Egon, before his death, had all these proton packs triggered to keep it at bay. I love that. I thought that was great. That was really good. I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed that. I thought that was a great little wink, wink, nod, nod. So another question before we get into the big ending. So I asked you why Gozer, right? I thought they defeated Gozer. So what is this? Is this, I mean, like, is Gozer one of those things? This is just a, a the theory, right? This is not an exact, I was asking your opinion. Is Gozer one of those ghosts where you killed it this time, but it's going to come back, like it's never going to die? Um, and if so, is this temple mountain in oklahoma its headquarters you know what i mean well correct me if i'm wrong on that but because you watched the first one but did they was there a specific reason why gozer chose that building in the first one was, was yes that, was that location specific yeah yeah 100 percent. so i think i answered my own question because you just asked that because you just asked that question yeah, yeah they it it is a it is a drop line in the first ghostbuster movie where they said that the architect that built that hotel was a Gozer follower. Okay, so maybe and going it was on with, with Sandor as well, too, is that if you build it, he will come. Okay, fair enough. I think that's okay, then. All right, good. So these are these are go these are crazy rich people that are Gozer enthusiasts, whatever you want to call them, and they build these things. Because they said in the first movie that the top of that, uh, mm -hmm. of that hotel is like a beacon for Gozer. So maybe this is not the last we will hear of Gozer. I hope so. I don't want Gozer again, to be honest with you. I'm I'm okay with how this one ends Gozer. Yeah, I'm all right with that, too. Would you be, if they do a continuing of this Afterlife series of uh, Phoebe uh, Spengler, would, yes. you, would you want another Vigo or maybe something like it, or would you want a, something new? New... It has to be a big bad, and they have to go back to New York. I mean, yeah. We just can't. We we just can't stay in Oklahoma. I mean, like, if I were to write the the sequel to this, uh, the kids would be pretty much grown up. Like they're in college at this point, you know, and they're in New York. That's what I would think. I like to see Phoebe podcast and Finn, and maybe Lucky. Right? Let's have Lucky. Let's have that be our another Ghostbuster, and just start their own thing because the end of this movie they they go back to the uh firehouse which was a starbucks <laughs> um only blood in the whole movie gozer comes out looking just like uh gozer did in the first movie pretty good i mean you can tell there are some differences but olivia munn good. by the way or uh, uh, olivia wilde excuse me olivia olivia wilde no crap yeah uncredited as gozer the the gozerian well, hey, looks almost just like the first one. So kudos to that one. And we get the only blood, right? The uh, the Gozer follower guy comes out of his casket. He's like, hey, Gozer. He doesn't even get a chance to finish his sentence, and Gozer rips him in half. <laughs> like, just rips him apart. Beautiful. I loved, loved it. And then we get our big fight with the dogs. Um and it goes there. We go to the we go back to the farmhouse. All the kids are together. We have plants, traps, blah, 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 blah. And then we get the thing that we all want to talk about, right? The kids are defeated. They're going to lose. And all of a sudden, here comes Ray. 
Here comes, uh, well, I don't know the name, Bakeman. And <laughs> Peter I'm, Ray and Winston. Thank you. Peter Ray and Winston. And they come in wearing the Ghostbuster 2 outfits. I, I noticed that myself, too. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. The logo. Yeah. Uh, well, no, uh, the color. Oh, the darker color? Yeah, yeah, because the first movie had like that had like that brown tannish one, and then the sequel at the end they had like that darker kind of like a bluish kind of suit. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah. I just noticed that little callback. They come in and are you a god? And they both look yes, and it doesn't matter. You still get your butt kicked. Um, and then of course we get Harold Ramis' ghost coming. Was that actual Harold Ramis that they kind of like put in, um, or was that just some guy in makeup? I, I mean that was CGI, so that was the. Well, of course, some... it was CG, but I'm just asking. Like, did they did they like two pocket? You know what I mean? Oh no, I I mean I'm sure that no. It was an actor. It was an actor in makeup, probably. If if that like they probably just put a tennis ball somewhere and they told him to pantomime that, you know. <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough. I was just, I was just curious because it looked pretty good. It didn't look spot on, so I was like, oh, did they two pocket that they just like. You know, put a tennis ball on a stick and then actually put hair of Ramis. But anyway, we had that great poster moment, like you said, all four of them together shooting at Gozer. Great. And he also guides Phoebe's hand and wonderful. And they defeat Gozer. That's it. I mean, everything else we talked about, right? Um, the kids go off and do their thing. Uh, the Ghostbusters go back to New York and we get Sigourney Weaver and uh, Bill Murray together again, hopefully for a sequel. We'll see. Eric, right off the bat. What do you think? What is your popcorn rating for pretty much our first movie review of our new season? I started off strong. It's great. Large pack. Absolutely. I did not think I was going to like this movie. I was going to, I was going into this movie as a harsh critic. Not going to like for real. Uh, I, it wasn't necessarily that uh, the last movie, the, the, the Paul Feig one like disappointed me or anything like that. I, I just didn't know what to expect with this one having seen that one. So I didn't know if they were going to kind of go with the the comic universe or, you know, the secondary storylines or if they're going to go off of, you know, how far they were going to go into the, the original part of it and what they're going to tap into. The entire movie, without trying to repeat myself too horribly, it just played great. It, like, it paced itself well. Every moment led to the next moment, which led to the next moment. Any person or character or, or thing that was introduced was for a reason and they had a purpose um albeit minor or versus the major it like it just moved well josh gad by the way played uh, muncher another another, oh. un, un, yeah, another kind of weird un, uncredible thing there too and then jk simmons obviously as uh, uh sandor which is uh, so a lot of cameos in this as well too mm-hmm. this movie was loaded with a lot of good surprises you know what? And nostalgia across the board. The one thing that I think that needs to be pointed out was the music in this. The mm-hmm. score in the back played like the original. If it was the original, then it, it had to have been. But like, you know what I mean? It Every movement uh, of the character was complemented by a score that was of the original. It, it moved like when when Peter or when Ray w- was moving dialogue or were moving from scene to scene or trying to research uh, something about uh, you know the, the history of Gozer or the, the and you hear like the um, that plucky kind of uh, a woodwind and and flute just kind of it, it worked really well like it really hit nostalgia on all parts. This movie was great. I would 
rewatch this movie. This is a rewatchable movie. It, it really is. Um, the runtime, like I said, too, was a big part of it. If this thing was longer than two hours, it would hurt. It, it really right. would. But because it fell under and more like the to the you know the, the hour forty five, it it's just a good it's a good movie. It's a good pace. Um, it didn't overstay its welcome. I would welcome another. Um, maybe if they do it right, but. I, I have no complaints about this movie um, that would take away from the overall enjoyment of it. It's supposed to be a fun, silly movie. It's people about catching ghosts. Like, you know, sit back, buckle up, have some popcorn, and, and have fun with it. This is great. So, large bag, yeah, flat out. So, I'm going to make a bold statement. And, of course, since this is on record, you know, with audio, I can always go back and be like, crap, right? But we're kicking off our 2022 season. Right, and then every December we do our Movie Guys Podcast Awards. So this movie will be submitted in our 2022 Movie Podcast Awards. I'm going to tell you and to the fans that throughout the rest of 2022, there won't be a single movie that makes us feel the way we do now. This movie deserves automatically to be film of the year. This movie's wow. great. Starting 100%. off hot already. Make the note of that in in the google I will. Doc, by the way so we i will make a note it. of that i 100 percent will make a note of that i will tell you there won't be one film coming out in 2022 to make us feel the way we do i mean this movie is nostalgic this movie hits it right you said that it was made for tweens i'm not disagreeing with you but i also think it's the filmmakers going hey you know a lot of guys and gals in their mid-30s and late 30s Kind of grew up on this. We're gonna we're gonna help them out along the way too. I applaud them for that. This movie was entertaining. This movie was well acted, well casted. Um, I like the idea that they did with it because it all lives and dies by the story. Yeah, it sucks that Egon had to die to get the story going, but it works well. This is a great part three, and if this would have came out years ago, it would have been probably one of the greatest trilogies of all time. Right? This movie's amazing. Large bag. Extra butter, extra caramel, extra salt. You can't go wrong with this. Put an icy in there and then put a large Coke. Like this, this is great. One of one of the best films I've seen in my life. And oh if I had to do like the top ten best films in movie guys history, this is probably top five. I mean wow. this is this is great. This uh, is absolutely great. All right. Top that's that's big. That's a lot. It is big. Well, I've, I've felt really strongly about it. I'm mean, like, dude, uh, not to not to get a little sap, I guess I'll end it with this. Uh, it was hard to hold the tears back. I did have a tear rolling down my eye, just one single like weird tear, when uh, when all four of them were together shooting at Gozer. I was like, oh, my God, that's the moment. Like, oh, my God. Like, I am seeing this. I grew up with this. I had Ghostbuster toys, blah, 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 blah. Right? Go off with all that nostalgia. Oh, no, so I, I, I agree. I, it's it's one of those really <laughs> silly things to admit, you know, like like, you know, crying at a at a at a nationwide commercial, you know, or something like that. Sure, it's sure. it's one of those where you say you're just like wh- like why why is this hitting me right now? Like, mm-hmm. but it but it did and it did a really good job of it. Did a great job. So, so large bag across the board, and hopefully I will not be wrong <laughs> going throughout the rest of the year about hitting me in the feels, but. We want to thank everybody for listening to this most recent episode. A little announcement, please, if you haven't yet, go to movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. There is a link in the description below in this episode where you can vote for this year's 2021 
annual Movie Guys Podcast Awards. Eric and I do not vote. It is up to you, the fans, to vote. So you choose who wins the categories. The nominees are really, really good this year. And I think we have some new categories that are quite interesting. So make sure to go to movieguyspodcast.podbean.com or click on the link in the description of this episode where you can vote as many times as you want. Also, check us out on social media, wherever you get your podcasts from. We are on. Eric, thank you so much for joining me, and we'll be back next week for another awesome episode. Have a good night.